Hello and welcome to Chopcast. I'm Griffin. This is Sam and Will with me as per usual. Um, back from our kind of longish hiatus. Uh, talk a little bit about the Braves. Um, weird things happening in Colorado. People getting touchy feely with Acuna while the game's going on. Uh, the rotation is uh, mostly back to normal and looking pretty good. Ozuna is a very underrated hitter in the MLB. And I'm uh, going to talk a little bit about what just happened with the Angels as well. Might have implications with the Braves, might not, but pretty interesting regardless. Can you see us now? I cannot. No, oh, no. Okay. My my Wi-Fi is still bogging out. So sorry if that hurts my audio quality as well. Yeah, no, it'll, it'll be the same probably. Let's go. Out after. Um. Yeah. So honestly, uh, it was it's something I feel like we've already kind of known too, and I, I think most of our. I, this is how I feel at least this season, at least at this point. You know, they always call August, late July, kind of like the dog days of summer. Um, and I feel like this year it's felt even more so because the Braves are too good and the Mets were are literally last in the division now. <laughs> so it's like... And then you got the Phillies, but they're in no, you know, no close realm to, like catching us in this division so it's like it's almost been boring in a way at times it's like you got you have to get yourself excited about something which you know mm-hmm. Acuna it's the chase for 30 60 and then hopefully maybe a little further than that but like it's almost numbing to a degree of like how good the Braves have been um because it's like you just turn on the TV and you're expecting them to blow out a team by like five runs. Mm-hmm. But have y'all have you felt like I mean like it just it, it's almost made games kind of harder to watch in August, in particular. Yeah, I mean, t- to be quite honest, I-, I feel like I haven't been that tuned in. I mean, I-, I think you made a good point. Like you almost have to make yourself excited for stuff, like. Now, all of a sudden, Ozuna's, like, batting, like, super well, like, making a run for NL Player of the Month. Like, that's been an exciting storyline. And then, I guess we have a guy making a debut tonight. Like, that's nice to check in on. But it's been very uh, been very run-of-the-mill. I, I did bump into, or not bump into, but I did see a bunch of Braves players in their hotel a few weeks ago. That was pretty, pretty exciting. Yeah, you took some creepy uh, pictures around chairs and... Right behind yeah. me at Starbucks and stuff. And no, then... no, it wasn't a creep shot. It was, it was a, it <laughs> it was was a reverse selfie. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, so, yeah, basically, like, um, the MLB teams, when they visit and, and play the Yankees or the Mets, uh, they stay in the hotel that's, like, right next to my office. Um, and usually there's, like, a line of people outside the hotel, like, waiting for the players to leave. Uh, to get autographs and stuff. But I was like, okay, the Braves are in town. Like, I'm going to get smart about this. I'm just going to, like, 
go into the hotel and see if I can like get some interactions. And then, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't even know what I was thinking. I think I was just uh, like, I just kind of blocked out for 30 minutes and I'm like, I'm just going to go like zero dark 30 here. And, uh, I was sitting in the hotel lobby, um, just like scanning. And then all of a sudden I see like AJ Minter pass by and I see that he's walking to the, like the, the coffee spot in the hotel that like I've been to a few times. So I, I knew, I knew like the spot. So I walk in there, sure enough, like I'm right behind AJ Minter in line. Uh, I take a reverse selfie and then like, <laughs> I, I was, I was gonna say something, uh, but like, I was so nervous that my voice would quiver, quiver that like, I couldn't, I'm like, I, I just like, the, I, I wanted to say you don't something want to ruin about the like, moment. yeah, 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 that. it was, it was pretty, it was pretty surreal as a fanboy for sure. Um, it was also so like rogue to like go in the hotel. Like usually fuckers like me just like wait outside the hotel to get like a selfie, but I'm like, nah, fuck it. Uh, and then like, sure enough, like Kirby Yates walked in right after that. So I was like in their presence and didn't say anything. And then a few minutes later I sat down and then like Charlie Morton sits basically like 10 feet from me. Um, and he was starting that night. So I wanted to say something, but like by the time he got up, he was like on the phone and walking away. Um, so that was kind of a bummer, but that was kind of my most recent like Braves highlight in all honesty. Um, you know, the season itself has just been going so well. Uh, you kind of have to pump yourself up for a little, for, for things like that. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta push yourself to like, try to talk to one of them once. And if it goes really badly, just don't ever do it again. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they say never meet your heroes, right? Like you, you never, yeah. like I, I just like, I felt like if I said something to mentor, I was going to reference him just getting like pissed drunk during the uh world series like parade and i just don't know if, <laughs> if anyone's really ready to talk about that uh but yeah no definitely it was, it was a funny moment yeah uh yeah what what will ask what would would a mentor get oh oh my yeah. god so mentor i don't know what drink he got but he got a bag of chips and just like housed it like like <laughs> he got like a bag of potato chips and, like, while waiting for his drink to get made, you know, there's, like, a minute and 30 seconds. He, like, ate the whole thing. And, like, I'd have to double-check uh, the game to see if he played that night. But, like, it was honestly very impressive to watch. I was uh, – that was my most notable, uh, you know, point of interaction there, or, like, you know, lack thereof. But, uh, yeah, this was when we – this was obviously when we played the Mets. Um, I think it was early August. So this was – the Friday night game, we beat them seven to zero. Um, and yeah, Minter closed that game. So, so <laughs> um, yeah, he closed it nice. out, I guess on, on a bag of chips. What, what no, a guy. That was his but, fuel. Yeah, clearly. I mean, of everyone on the roster that would like eat a bag of potato chips for lunch. I, I think that's the guy that, that I would, I would probably pin, but yeah, yeah pretty funny in hindsight. More than likely. I feel like a reliever <laughs> is a good, good player to start with to like introduce yourself to you know if it was like oh, yeah. if it was austin riley i'd probably like shit bricks more than yeah likely. definitely but like yeah. you know kirby yates like you know i could i could slap him on the back yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no they, they were clearly like boys like him and yeah. uh, kirby yates and aj Minter were chopping it up like you could tell they're pretty chill guys i just like it felt kind of like not the time nor the place to like speak up or say anything. Um, but yeah, like when I ordered my, I ordered like a decaf latte and I was like, just so like petrified. I ordered it like one word at a time. Like I went up to the 
the the cashier. I was like, uh, iced latte, uh, medium decaf. <laughs> and then I just, I'm like, what the fuck did I just say? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the, the most rem- most memorable part is that AJ Minter likes uh likes to eat chips very very quickly. Nice. That is like a precarious position to be in. Like, uh, from my point of view, it's easy to like yell at you. Go talk, like talk to him. Talk to him. Oh yeah, no, I mean everyone's saying that, of course. But then you're there, and then it's like, uh, it's easy to say something to him. But then in terms of like, if I'm gonna want to keep a conversation going for like a minute, but I don't want to like force him into an an awkward situation. Yeah, yeah, and and like I said, I think my my one like definitive point of conversation for him is not going to be like hey man remember when you got sent down to triple a last year like remember that like <laughs> bad stretch it was like ha ha remember when you got like super fucked up at the at the at the uh world series parade like that was awesome which it was but yeah uh, i think yeah, i mean no, he, he, went, just... he went to a&m he's still on the younger side i think he would have he would have thought it was funny probably uh, I mean, most likely, but it, it was an interesting um, situation. Maybe I'll have something ready for next time. Yeah, that was probably smart not to talk to Charlie though on his start day. I don't know if he's uh, yeah. you know one of those guys who's like just keeps his head down. Nobody talks to him the day that mm-hmm. he's starting, but probably probably on the smarter side for that. But yeah, yeah, I know, I know starting pitchers are psychos. You hear the stories about like Scherzer not letting people like give him high fives and stuff. And, <laughs> yeah, you, you just never really know. Like they're psychopaths. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I mean, uh, yeah. Another thing about the Braves, as, as we kind of go into topics, I guess. But uh, another thing that's just made it like a very it like a monotone season in a way at least for like the month of august is like you don't really have any part of your of our team struggling for longer than like two weeks um and then it just like the rotation there was that stretch where like they were they had like the highest era in baseball after coming Mm -hmm. back from the all-star break and that lasted probably three three ish weeks but then after that like now charlie's going off Strider's doing well again. Freed's doing the same thing. Elder's actually looking good again. And then the fifth spot, it's like we're so many games up in the division, it hardly matters what that the person in the fifth spot does, which now Kyle mm-hmm. Wright is making a uh, rehab start in Triple A today, so he should be back pretty soon, which then it, that's completely rounded out. I'm sure it'll take him a little time to get used to it. But then it's like you just don't have any holes in the lineup at all. You you have the team that has the highest slugging percentage of the whole team in MLB history. Uh, you get the the bottom third in terms of OPS. The bottom third, so seven through nine of the Braves lineup, is higher than fourteen out of the thirty teams one through three. Jesus Christ! With, so basically, you have three one through threes on your mm-hmm. team. Um, yeah, that's insane. So, like, and then even um, the one significant, it, we just haven't really had that many injuries other than the rotation to the beginning of the year, which was filled in pretty well for most of the time, at least. But, like, um, the most significant injury that we've had recently was uh, was Ozzy, which, like, again, mm-hmm. hardly mattered, honestly. 
it's not like I mean he's producing very well, but then it's like you get Nicky Lopez, who no one thought was like going to be anything of any value, mm-hmm. uh, other than like defensively, and everybody knows he's really good with that. But then he's like he was hitting 200 with the Royals and hardly had any like abs, and then he comes up and uh, I don't have his stats up, but I mean he's produced significantly his first game was against the Mets in early August and had four RBIs in that game Mm -hmm. um and I mean the bullpen's the bullpen there's always gonna be one guy struggling or whatever but uh which right now is definitely Colin McHugh but other than that there's just no real problems going on I think Sam might be frozen right now. Sure looks like it. <laughs> um, yeah, Will, I'm guessing you didn't see... Hopefully we'll get him back in a second. <clears throat> but I'm guessing you didn't see the uh, Acuna thing live. I did not see it live, no. But did you, did you see I the saw the replay. After? That is pretty ridiculous. That's just a bad look for... Uh, like Whoever those security guards were... In particular, it was just like ten cent beer night again. That's what it was. <laughs> but it so, wasn't yeah. even like you know, a bunch of people. It was just coming on. It was like yeah. three guys. Still not good. Like you don't want that happening. Yeah, it's uh, it's rougher. Um, I I mean I was watching it live, and at that point in the game, um. I mean, I considered turning it off because we were up, like, seven runs, and it's getting later. I needed to go to bed. Um, but, and I, I was, like, playing a video game and list, watching it on another monitor at the same time. And then I just hear, like, the volume start spiking. And it's, like, Brandon Godden just being, like, something's going on. And then, like, you know, they don't film like people running onto the field on it anymore. Yeah, no, they don't incentivizes more people to do it. Uh, so it's just, they're talking about like all this stuff going on about somebody hugging Ronald and then, um, somebody charging at him and like, uh, just getting scared that like he's getting injured by some rando or something. But then, uh, the footage is just weird. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, um, the first guy made more sense in a way. It is still ridiculous that he even got out there in the first place. Um, cause the, the security guards, he was hugging on Ronald for like three to five seconds before there was one security guard around him. Um, but yeah, this dude very clearly on something or drunk or whatever, um, just hugging Ronald and like Ronald was just calm and didn't seem to really care that much. Just waited on security to get there. And then that other guy comes in like, is like kind of like skipping and then has his hands in like this. Like some people said they thought he would look like he was going to tickle him and then brings his arms out and like is trying to like charge at him. And then they did show the the only thing that you saw like from the broadcast was that one dude who tried to like kind of tackle him being taken yeah. away by security and there's like five or six security guards trying to take him away and he's still like climbing over them and screaming at Acuña and like 
punching his fists in the air and stuff. Just Yeah, that's not great. It was weird. Like, they had to have been on something. There's no way that, like... They could just be idiots. That's my that's my thought. Yeah. I don't... I don't know. I can't imagine someone... Especially that second guy. He, he seemed like he was all over the place. Emotionally. He was very excited and then very angry at Acuna. Um... But yeah, that was very strange. I don't think I've ever seen like you don't really you see you know people streaking or uh, on the field and then like there's been p players that have like stopped them themselves before or tripped them or something. But like I don't think I've seen. I do remember there was like this video from the 80s or 70s. This woman ran onto the field and no one touched her and just went to home plate and then kissed like the guy that was batting um but other than that in terms of like my life never seen anything like that before that was really really strange it was odd um but yeah i kind of what i already talked about a little bit but um and i'll jump back to get Sam's input on the Acuna thing, his reaction when he can get back on. Um, but the there's not really one weak point in the Braves right now, and that's kind of how it's been most of the season as well. Um, you know, Ozuna was dead in April, and uh, Basically, every Braves fan was calling for him to get DFA'd, and now he's had, like, since May, he's had, like, a 340 average. Um, and now has 30-plus 30, 30 home runs for somebody who a lot of people just kind of counted out um, pretty early on. Pretty reasonably so. But, like, on fan in terms of fantasy, use that, like, as a as a gauge for this. But, like... I picked, I had him for like uh, a little bit in the month of June when he was really going off. And even then, he was like 12% rostered in ESPN. And then I dropped him to take a chance on some other guys. And I picked him back up in early August. And he was still around 18. But then all of a sudden, people, nationally, people are starting to realize it more. And he's at like 50%. Um,. Because he got, like, last week he got me, like, 45 points or something Yeah, I like think that. he was, like, 46 or something. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. Um, the rest of my team did not do well, and he basically carried them that week. Um, but, yeah, um, rotation, again, had concerns about Charlie. He's looking at better than ever i go up and down about whether or not he's gonna retire or whether i want to him to retire or not what, what do you what's your opinion on would you re-sign him uh i probably wouldn't re-sign him um nothing against him i just i don't know i feel like that money could go towards like uh, Max Freed or something, I don't know, or 
I don't know. I just don't see. I think you could get a better pitcher. That's because I mean, signing. He's about to be forty, or I mean, he's close to it. Like that year's. Yeah, I think he's like on the verge. No, like look at a perfect example. Adam Wainwright has like completely fallen off a cliff. Yeah, but uh, that's the danger with that. But honestly, I don't know if he will retire. I could totally see him. This gives me the vibe of someone that would do that. Is uh. Like becoming a Rich Hill type, yeah. Where he's pitching until like he's forty-four for like eight different teams. Yeah, I don't know how much he likes yeah. changing teams versus Rich Hill. Just definitely hates his family. How much he's moved around. Yeah. Like he's been on the, you know, he's been in the big big leagues since like two thousand six, two thousand maybe two thousand three at this point, and he's the longest tenured team he's been on is the Red Sox for three years, for three seasons. And he's been around for 20-something seasons. So he's, been on, he's been on, like, ten teams, something maybe more than that. Um, so, yeah, I don't I, – maybe – I mean, I, a lot of people expected him to retire last year. Um, I would I also – At least go ahead. I was just going to say, I would also agree that, uh, I mean, most of the season I'm like, yeah, after this season he's done. But then he does stuff like he's done recently, and it's like, um, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't pay him anything more than $10 million. Not a chance. The deal that he has right now was already egregious from the get-go. And maybe in a way Alex was just kind of like rewarding him for the job that he did in the 2021 postseason and uh, helping the team in that respect. But, like, $22 million for yeah, anybody for one year is pretty rough, uh, <laughs> especially a 39-year-old yeah, pitcher. Like, uh, who, who's a pitcher making $20 million a year? I don't even know. Luis Castillo, he's making, like, 23 You need to be that sort of good. Yeah. Which I mean, honestly, this year Charlie hasn't been his his ERA has really started to get lower and lower. Um, I think he's sitting at like a three. It's like a three six now, which for this year is incredibly good because you know of how terrible everyone's ERA yeah, is. Yeah, everyone is this year. Um, but uh. Yeah, I guess with Sam gone, we might just go into the Angels for a minute. Yeah, his uh, Wi-Fi then, seems to be having some issues. Yeah, we can go to the the Angels for a little bit, and then if he can get back on, we'll go back to a few Braves things. Um, but first off, where do you think these players are going to end up? I have no idea. Today. Yeah, uh, I don't really know either. So it's so it, with I mean, you know, the there are some other guys, notable guys on waivers including like um Harrison Bader with the Yankees. Um which he did you see the video of him saying that he found yeah. out just watching TV? Yeah. That's so classless to me for like somebody that, you know, you traded for and was supposed to be a pretty high value player for you. Yeah. And it's not like a trade where it's like something could literally happen at the last second. Um, 
Because, like, this is, this is much more premeditated, I feel like. Um... But, uh, but yeah, and then Mike Clevenger's another somewhat notable name cut from the, or on waivers from the White Sox. Oh, I feel like he'll, yeah. yeah, I think he'll get picked some up somewhere. He's actually been doing better as of late. Um, supposedly he's a clubhouse cancer, um, which is interesting. He seems very mellow of a person, but then he also, I think he got arrested for false imprisonment of his wife and child or something yeah he allegedly time. beat his wife or something i don't know what actually happened to that but yeah uh yeah i don't know but he's still playing in the league i guess um but yeah in terms of the angels they act like just you know we already talked about it you were more it's not like you know you were completely in favor of it but you were more in favor of what they did uh not trading away Otani than I was. I was completely like, this is com- the worst move. Not well, the, me, the worst move would be doing nothing. Let me let me be clear. I I wasn't. I I would have still traded away Otani. I just respected that they were like, they had the self awareness to be like, you know, if it's ever gonna happen, it's gonna be this year. That's sort of where I was. I would have still moved him absolutely. I, it's better than them not doing anything, though. But doing this is stupid, really dumb, really stupid. It's like the dumping, dumping these guys. I would say it's. Um, are they at the end of their contracts? Is Most Giolito? of them are. Like I know Giolito okay. is. Um, yeah. The thing is, though, by because uh, the way it works is, they even like if Giolito when he if they he he just walked or whatever, they could offer him a qualifying offer, which basically means when another team signs him, like let's just use the Yankees as example. If the Yankees signed Giolito, then the Angels would get an extra draft pick mm-hmm. because of that. Because yeah. of like a certain amount of money, because I'm assuming Giolito is going to get a lot of money. Yeah. Which so they just gave up. They didn't even want that either. Yeah, they're basic. They're dumping like pennies on the dollar, yeah. in a way. It's just and it's like. Imagine how sad Shohei Otani is. Despite everything, they literally, you know, the day before the trade deadline. They beat the Braves. And then after the trade deadline, they didn't win. They lost eight games in a row. And, like, they were already, like, not really in contention to start with. They were, like, five games back of the last wild card spot. And then you lose eight in a row with all of your brand new players who are supposed to help you with the playoff push. In a way, like, that is almost impossible that that happened. So I I feel, I mean, I feel awful for them. I don't feel awful for the, I don't feel awful for Arte Moreno and most of the management as well. I feel awful for the players because it's just like, how did that, that's more than just like poor decisions because the players that they got were pretty good. I mean, they got like, 
four everyday starters um, who they are now shipping off in... I guess they're not shipping off CJ Crown, but so it was... Uh, Reynaldo, didn't they get... Reynaldo Lopez, Lopez uh, Lucas Giolito, Randall Gritchick, Hunter Renfro. They already had Hunter Renfro, though. Yeah, that's not, yeah, but that's another guy that they are uh, yeah. putting on waiver wires. Yeah. Wait, we're on the waiver wire. Um. But yeah, all those guys are going to get picked up for sure. Like, uh, it's very cheap to buy out the rest of their season too. That just like. It's 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 worse because it's real life. But like right when I saw that happen, um, I was just like, you know, this is the same thing as like somebody, a sore loser, in fantasy, or just someone who's wanting to help other people out, who already knows their season is over, so they just dump all of their good players for people to pick up. But it, with this, it actually has real life consequences yeah and also impacts your draft it saves you in the grand scheme of things like if you're talking about saving you 10 million and you have in terms of guaranteed money on the year you have 180 million or something like that or whatever they're what's the let's see what their payroll is angels Payroll. Um, oh, they're also getting rid rid of Matt Moore. Forgot about him. Um, he'll probably also get picked up as well. Um, da, da, da. I can't find it. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to look this up. Anyways, you're saving very little money in the grand scheme of things, and. You, you're giving away draft picks, basically, like you said. Um, at least with Giolito. Like, they would probably wouldn't have gotten, you know, uh, any compensation, really, for Lopez, probably Renfro, or Matt Moore, or yeah. Randall Gritchick. So, that one's the... That's the... If you're an Angels fan... If you're an Angels fan, life is terrible. Like, like life is just the absolute worst right now. Um, but like in terms of if you can salvage or just, you know, be able to like even look at this with like some form of, you know, uh, intellectual analysis versus just the whole like feeling dead inside and just this is icing on the cake. That's the real kicker is just putting Giolito in that pool of waiver wires or the, the waiver wire. I keep saying waiver wires. Um, yeah, so, I mean, do you have... So it's Gilito, Lopez, Matt Moore, Randall Gritchick, Hunter Renfro, or all the angels that are on the waiver wire. Um, do you have a guess as to where they go? I think uh, <clears throat> some of them are going to go to the New York teams, which I know they're both pretty bad, but I also could totally see it because they both have money. They both are, like, high up in that order. And then it's also like mm -hmm. the thing of like, hey, you can come and play with us for a year, and then we can even talk about you staying here for longer. Like you get to test out the city and everything like that. So, yeah. 
That's why, and they're always just buyers. They always are. I think the Mets are less likely to. I think the Yankees are more likely to go get one of them. Um, yeah, so I think the New York teams are pretty high on my list. I think Giolito to the Cardinals is probably a lock because that uh, that idiot, what's his name, John Moselak, he said they need four starting pitchers this winter, which how you get four in an entire winter is beyond me. But I think they're going to get Giolito because of that. That kind of makes sense, yeah. And they're they're fifth in the waiver order. Yeah. I mean, it would be pretty funny if the White Sox took yeah, back that's what I'm really cheering Giolito. For. Um, it's not like they re-sign him, but just just because, I guess. I don't know. Um, I feel like looking at the the waiver order, the thing, the area of teams that really stick out to me the most, um, are the Marlins, Reds, and Giants. Um, because they're on the bubble, they could use you know any help that they can really get, and at the same time. At least with the Reds and Marlins, they're kind of primed for next year. So mm-hmm. if they could, like, you know, especially with somebody like Giolito, try to work in some extra time with him and be able to kind of start negotiations now in a way. Um, I think that makes... I That would be that would be my guess for Giolito is he'd end up with... Probably not the Marlins because they're already set on pitching. So either the Reds or the Giants would be my guess. And the Giants have plenty of money to spare right now. Um, And in terms of Hunter Renfro, with basically all those other guys, it's like you really just want them for now. And they probably cost a little more than you want. Still, I mean, it is really only one month less than the season and then hopefully the postseason. But I would guess Renfro would go to the Twins. They're 19th in the order. Um, Matt Moore, maybe the Diamondbacks or the Cubs. Um, Randall Grichik could honestly be going back to the Blue Jays. It'd be interesting. Either the Twins or the Blue Jays. Um, and then Renato Lopez, wherever. I don't know. Um, I mean, the Braves could theoretically end up with one of these guys, but every other single team would have to pass up on them. Yeah. I think that's pretty unlikely that happens, too. Yeah. More than likely, yes. That just sucks that, like, the Phillies are... 22nd as well. Um, And, like, they already know they're going to the postseason at this point, too. Because you got a lot of these NL teams. It's like you got the heads of each division, pretty much. And then you have the Phillies in their own little bubble. And then you have the Marlins, Reds, and Giants all just incredibly mid just kind of fighting over scraps for that last spot and the Cubs too I forgot about them um 
yeah, of the last ten in the waiver order, there's one, two, three. Well, okay, I mean that's not a huge difference, but four, only four of the top ten are NL teams. Um, I can't believe. Okay. Do you have any more thoughts on that? Uh. No, nothing in particular. The thing is, you could tell me that these guys are going to go to, like, ten different teams, and I would believe you. That's the thing. Like, I, I could see it happening to, like, a number of teams. I do think the one of those New York teams is going to get someone, though. Uh, I don't know. It, like, I feel like it would just be... It doesn't make sense for either of them to, but I just mm-hmm. see... I don't see how one of them doesn't go to New York. I I I don't think the Mets are going to take any of these guys because, I mean, the only one that would be of value to any of these lower teams would be Giolito, which I think you made a good case for the Cardinals. If one of the lower teams going to take it, it'd probably be them, and they're before the Mets. Um, of the teams that would actually pay for him as well, maybe the I don't know. Padres right there too um but like in terms of the rest of these guys it's kind of just probably a one and done but it's kind of fun it's it's like almost like a little mini extra trade deadline except it's a snake draft (laughs) or not not even a snake draft just a straight up one round draft um, what if the A's just pick up all these people? That'd be <laughs> Using that that uh, future Vegas money. Um, but uh, another reason I don't think the Mets will is like another small topic in of itself that like they uh, supposedly Epler declared that like they are intending to trade Pete Alonso, which like. Um, I, t- I when I was up in New York a, a month ago or so, I was talking to this guy who's a, a Yankees fan, um, and he was telling me he's skeptical of because like they told Scherzer was the one that said basically he was told that they are going into rebuild for the next year or two at least, but his opinion that he had also heard from some other people or whatever was like they just told Scherzer that so he'd leave so they didn't have to pay him anymore. Which isn't like I, I, it's you know, it's not an unreasonable theory, because I mean they clearly just kind of wanted him gone, um, and money's not an issue for them to a to a degree. But like, if they're truly gonna trade Alonzo, like they are a hundred percent in rebuild mode. Like that's there's no doubt about that. Yeah, um, I don't think they should. I w- I would agree with that, and in a way, I don't full on hate. Alonzo, but like when the Braves are playing him, I definitely dislike him. Um, in a way, I would be sad if he got traded because then like a source of my hate is on a new team. I don't look. I know that I don't understand the hate for Pete Alonzo. I don't really? think I ever will. Well, do you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of uh, Lenny from Mice and Men. That's what. He <laughs> <reminds me of>. <laughs> like. <laughs> 
Like that's what. Wow. It's, like, it's difficult. What do you think he would say to to, to you if you told Honestly, him? If, I think if he, he heard I that. I think he would sort of agree. After really? He chucked Mason Wynn's ball into the stands. Like he just sort of <laughs> like that. Oh, I'm sorry. He just uh, wanted to pet the rabbits. I just wanted to pet the rabbits. <laughs> I petted this baseball too hard. So, yeah, no, that's why I find it difficult to cheer against Pete. Wow. Because <laughs> because you feel sorry for him, basically. <laughs> well, no, I just think he's, a like, a big, a big simpleton. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just pets rabbits too hard. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. just his, it's his plight, I guess. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I don't think he would react too well to that. Honestly, I think if he heard that, Pete Alonso would have his his number one new enemy, more than likely. <laughs> um, you love that comic, Griffin. Yeah, yeah. You're the the George to his Lenny, apparently. <laughs> um. Wow. Yeah that that took away a lot of thoughts that I was thinking in my head, like. Any um, yeah. So apparently, did you see the like some Mets players are like meeting with a meeting with him? Yeah. yeah, Cohen to try to get him to stay. Um, <clears throat> honestly, I don't know how to feel about it because again, like what I said, it's nice to have that rivalry with him, with specifically in part because he is like evil Lenny, you know. Um, he's not he's not good Lenny. Uh, Jeff McNeil is George. <laughs> He's just, yeah. <laughs> Jeff McNeil is Pete Alonzo's caretaker. <laughs> you could just hear him screaming at at Pete when he threw that ball into the into the crowd. It's like, and then he looked down and knew that he was gonna have to take him fishing, <laughs> take him out of the pond, and just um, get get it over with. <laughs> Um, um yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Griffin, it's funny. Who, oh. What were you going to say? I was going to ask uh to who do you think are going to win the divisions? Cuz I think some of them um, are self-explanatory, but the AL West I think it's tough. Yeah, I mean, uh we could talk about this for like a minute or two, but I was going to that was going to be most of our focus in the next episode. Um but I mean I'm going to guess the Braves are going to win, more than likely, um, even though we have a slim 14-game lead in the division or something like that. Uh, the Orioles will probably keep it up, um, and then the Centrals. Looks like the Brewers have it locked up, I guess, at this point. Um, they've been so uninteresting, though. The, whole, the NL Central has been kind of just weird this year um al central <laughs> the twins have it locked up just you know because everyone else sucks um al nl west i mean the dodgers have it locked up very sadly the d-backs completely fell apart are they still in the wild card race i have no idea yeah they are um so it's in terms of that wild card bubble yeah, I have it the, right here. 
the yeah, so it's the the Phillies and the Cubs and the D backs and then the Giants, the Reds and the Marlins are looking like on the outside looking in. Yes. It looks like the Diamondbacks and Giants are tied for it. Really? Yeah. Um Yeah, the NL wild card is definitely gonna be very interesting. The AL wild card isn't as close, is it? Uh, the AL wild card. Like, I forgot. No. I mean, well, the Toronto's the team look out looking in, which I mean, I think they're the next team to collapse, like the White Sox. That is my really? prediction for the next two years. Hmm. Um, it's Tampa, then Houston, then Texas. Which those are some tough yeah. teams. Yeah, I guess they really like. So after the Blue Jays, there's, like, nobody. There's technically the Red Sox, but, like, the Red Sox aren't going to do anything. Yeah, same um, with the Yankees. Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty – yeah, the AL – the NAL wild card has a lot more players, and the AL wild card is just, like – And, like, the thing is, I the Cubs could still – like, they have that second spot. They could slip out of it. They're only two games up, whereas in the yeah. AL – it's Houston up by well, Houston actually could well that they're up by three and a half games, so a little bit more. But yeah, I mean, it's looking like at this point that the there's going to be three ALS teams. Which you think back to like two years ago, and like if someone predicted there would be three ALS teams in the playoffs, you would you would be laughed at instantly. Yeah. That was like the worst division <clears throat> in baseball for a while. Um, it was basically just the Astros beating up on everybody else. You forget how terrible the Rangers were. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the ALS is the only real interesting divisional race left. Um, I, I feel like the Astros are just going to pull it out of their butt somehow. Still. I, yeah, that's a safe play. Like, I don't want it to be them, but they're going to be in the postseason regardless. And they're going to make a run regardless. Um, and I, I, like, I don't hate them as much as I used to, and I think most people have that same sentiment. But at the same time, they are kind of like the Patriots of the MLB in terms of, the like, it's much harder to be the Patriots in the MLB unless you're, like, the Yankees and yeah. the 30s or whatever, or the 90s, but, like, they just make the World Series, you know, basically every year. Yeah. Um, so, it's it just, once they, like, have a drought of two or three years, and then Jose Altuve is no longer on that team, then I won't have as much animosity towards them. But, yeah, I don't know. Um definitely prefer it to be i i feel bad like i i like the mariners and rangers both a lot i've always said the mariners are like my al team though it's just because when i visited seattle i really liked it um but i also really like the rangers uh and it it sucks for the rangers because they had it the whole year they were like the clear best yeah. team and then all of a sudden the mariners the mariners have had a better I honestly they, think uh, my I really think the Mariners are going to do it because I think I, they have like the second or third easiest schedule left. Really? Yeah. They just like I, I guess it's that they're like finally their their lineup is doing enough. 
It's but their rotation has been filthy the whole year. It's like their pitching is fantastic, but um, they're one of the heaviest strikeout teams in MLB. Uh, I I just don't I, I don't see that lineup going deep in the playoff regardless. Um, J Rod's been incredible. Yeah, he's but, the man. But like everybody else can just completely uh do nothing it is so it is such a poorly constructed lineup like that's the thing because like there are so many strikeout guys chaoscar julio uh eugenio eugenio cal raleigh um like there are i feel like he's a strikeout guy i can't remember but there are so many catcher it's literally yeah, and then Jared Kelenic was a huge yeah. strikeout guy, but then he's oh, down he's out of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I want them to go far. I like that team. Um, yeah. Either the Mariners or the Rangers is what would make me happy. And then the Astros to be either out or I don't know. Um, so you think the Mariners yeah, I legitimately do because I think they have the pitching to get them there, and they have a really easy schedule. Yeah. I think their pitching is good enough to carry them through. I, I mean, I think they can win a few games off of that alone. Yeah, they can definitely like with that pitching, they can win a wild card series, especially uh, five game would not be as difficult. But I don't see them winning this the series. seven game is where it'd be tough. Yeah, yeah, because I'm thinking about their. I'd assume their three-man rotation would be Castillo, of course, then Kirby. Gilbert, then Kirby. That's what I'd picture it as. Yeah. And then you could put Bryce Miller and Brian Wu in the bullpen, which is yeah. pretty which is, ridiculous. Yeah. Especially with, with Bryce Miller just being able to throw 100, but only for like an inning or two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're we've gone a little over than I uh, where I wanted to. Um, Sam Sam's Wi-Fi is in a weird spot right now. Is a whole roommate moving out, taking the Wi-Fi with him situation. But hopefully we'll get him back here on Sunday. We'll talk more about playoff implications because honestly, there's just not as much to talk about with the Braves right now uh, because it's just win every day, constant. Uh, and everybody's doing pretty well for the most part. Uh, Kyle Wright will be back soon. Darius Fines is making his debut right now, and as of now, it's top of the third and has not given up a run, so it's pretty good so far. Um, but, uh, yeah, Dylan Lee will be back soon, hopefully. Jesse Chavez will be back soon, hopefully. This team's just loading more, you know, loading up. Even more than we got right now. Kevin Pillar just hit a solo shot. He's been really good, especially against lefties. Um, times are good. Hopefully we'll not lose to the Phillies in the playoffs again because that would probably crush my spirit just a, a lot, more than likely. But uh we have any closing thoughts? Uh <laughs> <laughs> See, I was going to play it regardless anyway.